Together, growing in faith, changing communities. My dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Luke chapter 5 from verse 27 to verse 32. This is about the calling of Levi, the tax collector. When Jesus was walking by, he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office and he said to him, follow me. And he left everything and he rose and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his house. And there was a large company of tax collectors and others sitting at the table with him. And the Pharisees and their scribes complained against this to his disciples saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? But Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician. But those who are sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. There is so much that is hidden in this text. The first one, it is Jesus who sees a tax collector and who finds him in his workplace and who invites him and calls him to become a disciple. A tax collector was not a liked person. They did not like tax collectors. Tax collectors were known and, and seen as traitors. And because of their corrupt nature, they will charge people more than that which they were supposed to charge. And whatever they had charged extra, it was not going to the state. It was going into their own pockets. And so if you were a tax collector, you were frowned upon by society. But the first thing that I want us to look into and which I love, it's how Jesus sees a tax collector. It is Jesus noticing a tax collector. There's something hidden there. This is a person who is not the favorite, but God can see through him. Jesus knows what tax collectors are capable of doing, but he sees the man inside the tax collector. And I look at my life, I look at the calling, the vocation, I look at the priesthood, and I look at our lives as human beings. Very few people could say they are worthy of serving God. There were greater men and greater women, holier men and holier men and women. But the Lord chose us. There were more suitable people to become parents. But the Lord called you Sometimes we look at our children and we look at the life they've lived and we're like, wow, I don't believe this is my child. And we realize that while I feel unworthy to be called a parent, while I feel unworthy to be a leader, while I feel unworthy to be your spouse, to be your partner, I'm grateful that grace chose me. And grace chose me over sin. Grace chose me over justice. 
Grace made me a favorite of God. Jesus saw a tax collector, but in him he saw Levi, and in Levi he saw Matthew, and in Matthew he saw the evangelist, and in in evangelist he saw the salvation of the people. You see, God is able to see through the mud and to see us as we are developing. God is able to see in us what we can't see in ourselves. He's able to see the greatness that lies within ourselves. And so he gives us a chance. He gives us a leap. He says, grab a chance, run with it, make the best out of it. Do I have that eye? Do I have that insight? Do I have that intuition to see beyond people's mistakes? To look beyond their flaws? And to see that, yes, they may have done wrong, but they are still good people. Am I able to not be so confused, not be so full of hatred or disregard because of my prejudices? Am I able to see through you and find the real you? This is what Jesus does for me. And he calls him, the word he uses, follow me, In Greek, it's the same word that is used in making disciples. And so he asked him to become one of his disciples. He's asking him to come and join him. God, when he calls, he doesn't call the qualified, but he makes us qualified. He doesn't call the holy, but he purifies us. He doesn't call us because we deserve it, but he gives us grace to work with him. And so, am I open to the grace of God? Am I open to be used by God? Am I open to share in the ministry of Christ? Can I hear the voice that calls me every day in the poorest of the poor? Can I hear the voice that calls on me in those who are afflicted? Can I hear the voice of God that calls me in those who are fearful? Can I hear the voice of God that calls me to those in distress to those who are depressed? Can I hear the voice of God in the infants, in our children, in our women, in our men, in our mothers, in our fathers? Can I hear the voice of God? The other thing that I also love in here Many of us don't notice what Matthew does. We jump into 
the scribes and the Pharisees who complain that he spends time with the sinners and with tax collectors condemning Jesus. But there's something that Matthew does, and spiritually and emotionally and psychologically, it is crucial. He throws a party. Now, throwing a party is not important, but allowing him to break through and to break away from the past, and he does that in a ritual. He does that through a rite. That is crucial. Matthew throws a party for his colleagues, for his friends, and he's able to do his goodbyes. He is able to grieve. He is able to deal with the past so that the past does not catch up with him. I have seen and met great men and great women in beautiful relationships. And because one of them or both of them have not said goodbye in the past, have not dealt with their past, have not grieved and moaned and wailed the past, they've carried the burden of the past into the present relationship. They live with uncertainties and insecurities of the past and they impose that in the present. They do not allow them time to heal. They do not allow themselves time to deal with what affected them there. but they bring it here. And no matter how much they are loved, no matter how much they are cherished, they cannot see that. And so you hear words like, ah, all men are the same. Ah, I don't trust women. Do you realize that the problem is not with the person I'm with in my relationship? The problem is that I'm still judging and seeing that person through the lenses of my previous relationship or relationships. And so when Matthew throws a party, that is a ritual. He goes through a rite of passage where he's able to sit with his friends. He's able to thank them. He's able to be reconciled with them. But above all, he's able to say to them, that was my life then. Now I am starting something new. How many of us are victims of our past relationships? Previous marriages. And some of us will go to the grave bitter, angry, and frustrated because we have not gone through this rite of passage. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.